Well, for this Memorial Day weekend, we're going to talk a little bit about the responsibility of freedom. Galatians 5, verse 1, said it is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Paul says, stand firm then, and don't let yourself be burdened again by a yoke of slavery or bondage. Now, God has made us free, a total transformation from the inside out. When God comes inside of us, he begins to reorganize your thinking, your values, your life. Everything about you becomes progressively transformed. But Paul warns, be careful not to get entangled in bondage again, because God wants you free. And let me pause to say this. In its original intent, these Hebrews had come to accept Jesus, and now some of the others from the Hebrew leaders have come over to intimidate them and put them back under the law, back under legalism and bondage. And Paul's saying, hey guys, don't do this. Jesus has made you free from the law and all that ceremony. I want you to stay free, but you're allowing these others to put you back in bondage. But it has much far-reaching uh, meaning than just that. What does it mean to be free? We live in America, a place called free. Yeah, but it's filled with people who are prisoners and in bondage. We are filled with people who won't take responsibility for their lives. Now listen, this is not a cotton candy message. This is a bit of a slap on the face to, to sober your thinking, and it is important to talk about. So let me talk about the responsibility of freedom. We, we love that word, don't we? Freedom. We hear our kids say, all I want is my freedom. But do you know what you are asking? Oh, yeah, it means I can do what I want. Well, not really. Freedom is not given so you can do what you want to do. Freedom is given so you can take responsibility for your own life. Freedom carries with it a great sense of responsibility. <laughs> Teenagers can't wait to leave home where their parents are paying the bills putting gas in a car, maybe even bought the car, waking you up in the morning to go to school, preparing your meals, cleaning up your room, reminding you of appointments and things you must do, and you want to leave home. Duh, you know. But these teenagers believe the lie that when they turn 18 and walk out the front door and get their own apartment, hallelujah, now I'm free. Nobody can tell me what to do. Well, that buzz doesn't last very long. Reality starts to set in when that alarm clock goes off and there's nobody there saying time to get up, sweetheart. You know, when you leave home, there's no mama or papa to get you up for work. No, no, that responsibility is all yours. And then when the first bills come in, rent, phone, utilities, cable, TV, gasoline, insurance, food, reality really smacks you in the face real fast. Well, Rick, I don't want this. I just want freedom. The landlord comes knocking on your door because you're five days late on your rent. Oh, I don't want this. I just want my freedom. You go to work late because you forgot to set the clock, and the boss says, you do that again, and you're fired. But, but I don't want this. I just want my freedom. See, you thought if you leave home, you're not accountable to anybody anymore. You're free. 
Well, no, you're not. Freedom is the ability to handle responsibility. It's not age. Age didn't make you mature. Age doesn't make you responsible. There are people who are very responsible quite young. And there are people who are quite old who are still totally irresponsible. So it's not an age issue. It's your ability to take responsibility. And, of course, we live in a country where nobody's responsible for anything. No politician's responsible. No fault divorce. No fault insurance. Nobody. In fact, it started in the Garden of Eden when Adam said, The woman you gave me, God, she made me. And the woman said, Well, the serpent, he deceived me. Everybody's passing the buck. Nobody took responsibility. You thought your parents crying when you left home was sorrow in seeing you leave. Not at all. Now, they're crying because they know what's about to hit you in life. Wow. Six months later, they're calling home, Mama, it's so hard out here. Well, I thought you wanted freedom. Nobody to wake you up, no one to pay your bills, no one to force you to make decisions or fulfill obligations, just you. See, freedom is not the absence of responsibility. It's the ability to handle a heavy load of responsibility. The cry of freedom usually ends up, you know, with regret and murmur. Sad. God delivered Israel out of Egypt. In deliverance, he did most of the work for them. He worked miracles. Their clothes didn't wear out. Didn't have to shop for groceries at HEB. Everything was provided. Now, we often get deliverance and freedom confused. Deliverance has a lot to do, mostly to do with God. God brought Israel out of Egypt. But once you're delivered, you are now responsible to stay free. You know, God did everything for them, bringing them out in deliverance. But when they got into promised land, they had to sow the corn. They had to till the land. They had to, to bake their food. They had to do everything and be responsible. Every time Israel had a hard time, they wanted to go back to the bondage of Egypt. They loved bondage more than freedom. They just couldn't handle the responsibility of freedom. When God told them to go in and possess the promised land, he told Israel to drive out the giants. God was teaching them, you're going to have to be responsible if you want to stay free, and you're going to have to fight. I'm not going to do everything for you. Israel thought because they were set free, well, everything would be provided. They wouldn't have to be responsible to do anything. But in freedom, you are responsible for yourself. Nothing in life is probably more destructive than irresponsibility, whether it's our teenagers, a young adult, or an elderly person. Galatians 5, verse 13. Paul says, you, my brothers and sisters, were called by God to be free. But do not use your freedom that Christ has provided to indulge your flesh. Rather, serve one another humbly in love. Liberty or, or freedom. We think freedom is to do what I want when I want. But you are typically only binding yourself with more bondage. Yeah, this is a free country. I can smoke if I want to. Well, go ahead. But why should my tax money be used to fix you when you get cancer? Why should the government be responsible or the taxpayer 
for your irresponsibility. We got people driving drunk, grown adults driving drunk. In a club at 2 o'clock in the morning, they get shot, and we cry. And I'm thinking, what the heck are you doing in a nightclub at 2 o'clock in the morning? Irresponsible, not responsible. What are you doing driving drunk? Why didn't you call Uber? Why didn't you call a cab? Why didn't you have a friend? Irresponsibility. Now you cause insurance rates to go up. Perhaps you kill yourself or you kill or endanger someone else all because of your irresponsibility. I told you this wasn't a cotton candy message, right? You know, the government didn't put the cigarette in your mouth. They didn't make you inhale. They didn't make you buy a pack. They didn't make you eat the whole refrigerator and become 100 pounds overweight. You wanted freedom. I can do what I want. You sure can, but you can't choose the consequences. You ruined your life. Nobody else. Now you want somebody else to clean up the mess and be responsible for your health. Hello? It's hard truth, but it's true. See, you used your liberty, your freedom, as an opportunity for your flesh to fulfill its own lust. It was your choice. Once you left home, nobody made that choice for you but you. So we sabotage our future for our present momentary desire. See, we live in a now generation. Sex now, fun now, pleasure now, buy now, charge now. And we never think about tomorrow. You know, you can pay now and play later, or you can play now and you're going to pay later. You're going to, the rooster's going to, I mean, the, the chickens are going to come to roost. Do you know that? You sowed it. It's going to come. Your irresponsibility is going to have a payday. So before you make any decision, you need to ask yourself this question. Will I enjoy the memory of this decision I'm about to make? Or is it going to be a nightmare? When I was in the rock and roll business and I was, uh, what, 18 and I remember playing all over the country. I watched the older guys in the band, and I watched what happened to them. Some of them got killed with drunk driving. Others uh, had broke up their family or marriage. And I just watched people drunk every night. We played in the nightclubs. And I'm just thinking to myself, this is stupid. Yeah, I wasn't even a Christian, but I'm looking at the results of what's going on, and I'm thinking, I'm not going to end up like this, drunk on a floor, in a fight, and having thrown up and laying in my own mess. Not going to kill somebody driving out of here because I'm drunk. You are a carrier of life, my friend, either of freedom or bondage. Irresponsibility of freedom will always keep you in bondage. No person you see in bondage ever started off that way. You know, go to the nursery out there in the, in the children's area. And look at those smiling little faces. They're not depressed. Ask the six-year-old what he wants to be when he grows up. He won't say, I want to be in jail. I want to be a drug addict. I I want to have five kids and no husband and be on welfare. I want to be standing on the corner of a shopping mall, a busy intersection with a cardboard sign you can't even read will work for food. No, no, no. In fact, every time I drive by, you know, I, I say, Lord, I wish you could show me this man's life. He didn't get on this curb. He didn't get in this condition last week. This has been a lot of choices over a long time, and this never was your will. But he made the choices, 
and he's responsible for the problem. And then the love and compassion of others has to cover his irresponsibility to take care of him. See, they don't think that way. That, that's children. That's not their dream. They don't want to end up like that. They have dreams for good things in life. So how do they end up in the back alley of some city? Irresponsible behavior. You know, you, you could come out of something not your fault. You could be born into a family that's not your fault. But beyond that, every choice you make, 18 years old, is yours. Every choice you made belongs to you. And so your best friend or worst enemy, look in the mirror. Because nobody made me act irresponsible. Well, my daddy didn't love me. Well, then I'm going to love my kids. I'm going to be a good daddy. I'm not going to pass that uh, brutality on to my children. See, as long as you act and behave responsibly, life goes pretty smooth. There's peace and there's order. The moment you act irresponsibly, there's chaos. And the Bible says God is not the author of chaos. Ever walk in your teenager's room? Looks like a level F5 tornado hit it. Everything's chaotic. Why? Because they're still irresponsible. So parents have to teach them over and over responsibility. If you want your own room, keep it clean. You want a car? Take care of your bicycle. See, if it's chaotic, you can't find anything in the room. Irresponsibility brings chaos. So if you want order and peace and joy and righteousness in your life, you've got to become responsible because nobody's going to do it for you. You have to do it for yourself. Irresponsibility of freedom will always keep you in bondage. Every person who is bound today in society has to take personal responsibility for their own irresponsibility and the decisions they made. See, when you're in bondage, there's no sense of self-determination. You accept bondage as a way of life. You go to an AA meeting and nobody can help an alcoholic until he admits he has a problem and that he is the fault of his problem by the choices he's made. Otherwise, he'll never get better, never get well. But if you have a sense of freedom in your life, you're determined to protect it. Occasionally, I hear statements from people, especially the youth, well, Rick, you're not living in the real world. <laughs> well, excuse me, what's that? You can't say that people who are succeeding, people who are not in bondage, are not in the real world. Why do you think the slum is more real than the suburbs? You have people who live in the city that don't take care of their apartment, don't take care of their yard, don't take care of anything. They throw beer cans in the yard, cigarette butts, they leave the weeds there, the screen door's hanging off, it's broken, old tires, junk, anything. And you call that reality? Versus the guy in the suburb who knows what he paid for the house. He's now mowing the yard, he's grooming it, he's picking up trash, he's acting responsible. He's trying to increase the value of his home. You think he's not real? Hello? It's simply a perception. Both worlds are real. Now, you can be poor and clean, but self-determination is not something you'll find in the life of a person in bondage. Bondage produces irresponsibility. Always somebody else's fault. I'm not to blame. It's society. And it produces laziness, sloth. It produces hatred of work. How many drug addicts or alcoholics do you know that like to work? How many thieves do you know that like to work? No, because they've got a spirit of irresponsibility. 
Bondage produces fear, lack of creativity, and a poor concept about life. When you have self-determination, you're not going to stay bound for long. You know, you're going to say, I'm not living this way anymore. I'm not taking this anymore. And you're going to say, I'm sick of living this way. I've had enough, and I'm not going back. And people that say that usually don't. People who remain in bondage don't hate it. Sorry to wake you up. You know, when you hate the way you are, you're going to do anything you can to change. Do you hate poverty? Do you hate abuse? Do you hate divorce? Do you hate addiction? Well, what are you doing about it? Because if you're not doing anything about it, you don't hate it. That's just nonsense talk. See, what are you transferring to your children? Make your children get a job. Learn responsibility, even getting an allowance. Teach them to arrive on time. Teach them, if you're a Christian, teach them to tithe out of, a little, out of a little allowance or babysitting money. Teach them how to save. Open a checking account. The prodigal son left home and wasted. It didn't say he invested. It said he wasted his living. You're going to run out if you wasted anything. So the prodigal lost it all and ended up in a pig pen. Now, he could have died there and said, well, I guess this is my lot in life. This is what the system did to me. But he didn't say that. He said, Father, I have sinned. Personal responsibility. I am no more worthy to be called your son. See, if you want to be free, you've got to take responsibility for your own actions. He said, I shall arise. And go to my Father, self-determination. And you can do the same thing with the Lord Jesus Christ. You can get up from where you are, no matter how bad it is, no matter how deep it is, no matter how dark it is, and say, I take full responsibility for my life, and I'm coming to you. And we notice in that story of the prodigal son, the father ran to meet him, put a robe on him, shoes on his feet, brought him in and gave a great feast. And that's exactly how our Heavenly Father would treat you. But not until you take responsibility. But nothing would ever have happened in his life until he realized he has to get up from where he is and move to the place he wants to be in life. The four lepers outside the gate of Samaria said, why sit here till we die? Self-determination. You know, they're, they, they gotta, if they go in the city, they said, we'll die. There's no food. If we stay sitting here, we're going to die. Let's go out to the enemy camp and turn ourselves in. Maybe we'll die, but maybe they won't kill us. And they took the opportunity they had. They got up and moved. And, of course, we know the story. They had great provision. But if they'd have just sat there and said, well, I guess this is just the way it is and the way it's going to be, I won't receive that. I will not live that way. See, whatever it takes, however long it takes, I'm coming out of that ditch. Irresponsibility is defined as not answerable to authority. It's lacking a sense of accountability. It's unable to respond to the conscience. It transfers blame for its behavior to others. It blames the past for the present. It blames the parent for their bad habits. It blames the teachers for their ignorance. And it blames the children for the social problems and the government for unemployment. I suppose it's not politically correct, but when you're irresponsible, you don't want to be accountable to anybody. 
You want to transfer blame for your bad behavior and condition to somebody else. Well, the system made me this way. No, it didn't. It didn't make you make a choice. It didn't make you pull out a gun and walk in and rob a shop and go. It didn't make you drive drunk. It didn't make you slap your, your spouse. It didn't make you neglect your home. No, it didn't. It didn't make you take the needle and push it in your arm. No, no. You made yourself this way. You dug the ditch. You made the choice with your own freedom because no one is going to tell you what to do. Now, that's a powerful word. And a more powerful word that will keep you out of trouble and out of bondage is that good old boundary word, no. No. You ought to practice saying it. That word will keep you free for the rest of your life. When somebody comes up to a situation, you look at your destiny. That's your vision. That's a picture of what you want to be, where you want to go. And when drugs are offered, hey, I'm not self-righteous. I'm sorry. It's not in my future. Come on. Let's live together. Sorry. No condemnation to you, but no wed, no bed. No ring, no ding. <laughs> See, when you are responsible for your life, you take charge of your life. You don't blame anybody. Well, I never knew my dad. Okay, then let's make sure your children know you very well. Use that as a springboard to change your behavior, to say, I'm not going to end up like that. We blame our children for our social problems. Excuse me? Where are the parents? You know, I have served in juvenile court, and I'm, I'm, I've stopped being amazed, but when somebody is up for criminal behavior, one of the kids, one of the teenagers, and they rarely they can get a parent there. And when they do, as soon as you see them, you realize the apple doesn't far, fall far from the tree, and you understand. No responsibility, no authority, no enforcement of authority, total neglect. And the result? criminal behavior when God went to the garden of Eden after the fall who's the first person he called Adam where are you mom and dad where are you do you know where your kids are who they're with if not why not <laughs> even in the military family I grew up in when I borrowed the car to go on a date where am I going what time am I leaving what time am I coming back and there better be no excuse you know no. society says don't spank your children don't discipline them. Don't punish them. You'll mess up their minds and warp their personalities. What hypocrisy. You say, don't touch my kid. But when he commits a crime, shoots fellow students, you want to slap his head and throw him in jail. I had strong authority in my military home. It wasn't a Christian home, but it was strong authority. They always knew where I was, who I was with, and when I'd be back. Is that true of you? I couldn't sass my father or mother, or he'd put my head through sheetrock. I was forced to show respect for authority. Yes, sir. No, sir. Yes, ma'am. No, ma'am. Boy, you don't hear that much anymore. My parents didn't need a youth pastor to do that. They did it. Parents, you are the law enforcers in your home. Enforce the law. I had a curfew. What are your children doing out at 2 o'clock in the morning? You think anything good's happening at 2 o'clock in the morning? Come on, get your head out of the sand. See, if you're irresponsible, you'll have no boundaries in your life. If you're irresponsible, you'll refuse to submit to the authority over you. It has to be taught and practiced first in the home. We blame the government for unemployment. But since when was our founding fathers ever giving the right to the government to find me a job? 
No, our founding fathers wanted small, limited government. You know, police protection, take out the trash. They did not want to micromanaging our lives. And that's exactly what we've got going on now. At least we're headed that way. You know, I've got to go out and get a job. It's a free country. I, this is the only place that begs people to come work. You want to stay home, sleep in the bed till noon? You want the government to find work for you? Are you kidding me? In fact, we have people who place people in jobs, and what they're finding out is that when they offer them jobs, they say no because they'd rather draw unemployment, stay home and sleep, and not have to do anything till it runs out. That's irresponsible. You want a job? There's a job out there. Oh, I want a job where I don't have to do much, and I make this much money. Well, good luck. Maybe on the planet Mars, huh? This is the only country in the world that begs people to work. We gripe about illegal aliens taking our jobs, but they're just taking the jobs you don't want. They'll work hard. They'll send money across the border to help their starving families. And you say, I can't find work. Oh, there's plenty of work. You just don't want it. The only two businesses you can start at the top in are grave digging and well digging. You know, our country is run by private enterprise. That's what freedom is about. Being personally responsible for your own life. I can make it or break it. You know, in countries under dictatorship, they provide for the people meagerly, but they also take control. Listen, when the government is going to be your breadbasket, the more they give you, the more control of you they take. Is that what you want? Socialism. No, no, Jesus is for free enterprise. You ask, ask communist countries. They have no freedom to dream or think or be creative or voice their opinion. But here in America, you can go from the slums to the presidency. You can go from being a truck driver to Elvis Presley. You can have several hundred dollars start in your, your garage and build a company like Microsoft or like Steve Jobs. These guys all started off with very little in meager situations. Now, you may not like them and you may criticize them, but they had drive, determination, and the guts to push forward until they got the life they wanted. If you want freedom, you've got to take responsibility for your own life. Freedom has to be managed and protected if we're going to remain free. But when we lose sight and mismanage our freedom, you lose it. Freedom doesn't mean the absence of law and restriction. It doesn't mean to avoid obligations or the relaxing of external controls and disciplines. A free person needs boundaries to protect them from themselves. The Ten Commandments are not suggestions. When God gave the Ten Commandments, the Israelites were out of Egyptian bondage. Moses had gone up to the mountain to meet God. But while he was gone for 40 days, no leadership equaled bondage. The people rose up to play. They took the wealth God gave them from the Egyptians, melted it down to make a golden idol. They worshipped a dumb cow, got naked, danced and fornicated. They wanted to play, not be responsible. See, when you have no responsibility, you're going to have a lot of sin and you're going to have a lot of bondage. So God gave us some boundaries to keep us free. How about this? Don't lie. Do you see anything wrong with that? Don't murder. Is that real restrictive? Don't steal. Don't commit adultery. Those are the lowest levels of basic humanity. The lowest. That's not this high. That's just kindergarten. 
And that protects you and me and limits chaos in my life and helps me maintain order. Well, I want to be free to have sex with anybody I want. All right, you're free. Go ahead. But when you come down with disease or an unwanted pregnancy, don't ask for tax dollars to treat your irresponsibility. You want to smoke? Fine. But don't ask the government to fix you. Take responsibility for your own actions in life. If you want freedom, be responsible for your actions. But irresponsibility wants somebody else to be responsible. True freedom is when you have boundaries to protect yourself. I am a free man, free to make choices that I want. And I want to make the right choices. And you can when you live by design and not from crisis to crisis. For more information on Summit Christian Center, visit summitsa.com.